Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports, so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered for college football too. Every fantasy football Friday, you. Hello, hello, hello. There he is. Can you hear me now? Hello, hello. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Ray side. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are back talking some hoops and NBA. I tip my hat to Ray, who predicted the Super Bowl correctly, and the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, Chris Jones, and the fellas, Kadarius Toney. And it was a very entertaining game. Um, the Eagles lost, but we're here to talk NBA. Ray, we've seen so much history in our lifetime in the NBA. And we go from, you know, Mike and to Russell to Wilt to Kareem and, and, and Moses and Ewing and then Shaq and David Robinson, these great players. Jordan and Bird and Magic saving the NBA. But what we just witnessed and what we are witnessing from 38-year-old LeBron James, who entered the NBA with all the hype and King James and wearing 23 as a young high school man, and then now, over 20 years later, is number one all-time leading scorer and fourth in assists and can wind up with 40,000, 10,000, and 10,000 when it's all said and done. And so I ask you today, where do you feel LeBron James ranks in the top five or ten all time, and how should we look at and measure this accomplishment and this greatness? Woo! So – People who don't know Ray and Tay don't know that we've been talking this subject, and you can replace the names for the last 40 years. So (laughs) who is the top 10 in basketball and football and baseball? And and obviously 40 years ago, LeBron wasn't around and Jordan wasn't around. And and so the, the names were different, but the debate was the same, right? So now we need to check some of our assumptions because as, as of about 10 years ago, you know, we were saying, oh, you know, we, it, it was kind of big man heavy, right? We were like, oh, yeah, you know, the big men were, were dominating the game in the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s. So we had guys like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and we had guys like that who were dominating the – the, the all-time great Mount Rushmore of the NBA. In the 80s and into the 90s, the game changed, and it became at least I, – I, obviously, in this era, it's a guard and, and a wing game, right? There are very few dominant big men. I mean, you got Giannis, but he, he he's kind of a big man. He's a modern age big man, right? Wait, I think it's the right way. I think it's the 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 new rise of the big man with Jokic and Embiid and Giannis. I think. But they play a back. different game, though. They do. They, they do, do. But they play a different game. They're not yeah. back to the basket, patrol the paint. You know, physical down low, uh, high percentage shooters. I mean, these are these are cats that are passing and shooting threes and 
you know, doing a bunch of different things that your, your old classic big men, old school classic big men didn't do. So in that context, the game has changed. And so you got to think that guys like LeBron and in particular LeBron and Steph, they introduced a different game. Could you imagine if I told you that a guy – 6'8", 240, 250, who doesn't even, scoring is not even his best asset. Like, if you thought about the top 10 scorers in the NBA, if you thought about Jordan and you thought about Nowitzki, you thought about Will, and you thought about uh, uh, Kobe, and you thought about um, Carl Malone, Malone, and you thought about, you know, the rest of the top 10, Carmelo now, the number one thing you you would say is, oh, they're great scorers. If you think about LeBron, that's not the first thing you say about him. And yet and still, he's the top scorer in the NBA history. So a guy whose number one attribute or number one, you know, quality isn't even scoring is the NBA's leading scorer. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Averages 27 a game. Somebody said something that if you enter the – in order to catch LeBron, let's say LeBron stops, he'll he'll score something like 40, 41, 42,000 points, or he's going to put it even farther out of reach. But if you play today, if Eric – Taylor went into the NBA as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, and you played 82 games a season. You would have to score 25 points a game for 20 years and never miss a game to catch LeBron. Never miss a game and score 25 a game from your very first game. So I mean, is there somebody wow. like a Luka? Luka, you know, that maybe has that potential coming in young, and putting up those type of numbers that maybe could have well, a longevity since he's not a great athlete? Well, the one good thing about coming into the league now is they don't play much D. It's not very physical. Um, but I think that Kawhi Leonard, you know, you know my feelings for Kawhi. I love that guy. But he ushered in this era of load management. And I don't think anybody will play 82 games AC Green style. You know, I don't think anybody will play 82 games, you know, ever. And so you have to have longevity. And that's you analytics. Now let's, let's not just put it on the players and Kawhi because, you know, Stephen A says all the time, the players are like, yo, I want to play. But it's the analytics, the general managers, the presidents who are making the players sit. So it's, it's a organization decision. You know, fair enough, fair enough. But for whatever reason, people don't play 82 games. So that notion of 25 points a game playing every single game for 20 years, that'll never happen. So that means that you need to score 27, 28, 29 a game and still play 70, 75 games a year for 20 years. And even that's going to be hard to do. Like I said, the one good thing is the game is more open now. It's more scoring. The three-point line, you know, people are are free to shoot seven, eight, nine three-pointers a game. And so if you can shoot and if your body can hold up, then you have a chance. But you have a chance to score 30,000 points. I don't think you have a chance to score 40,000 points, right? (laughs) To to have a dude be able to score 40,000 points, which is what you're going to do. We're kind of losing you a little bit. Ray, we're, we're losing you a little bit. You're kind of you're, you're fading away. We always held two things against him. We always said that he wasn't a great clutch. Ray, we can't really hear you. Something happened with your audio. You hear me? Championships than he lost. So, so you know, if Michael six and zero, and even Kareem. Yeah, no, Ray. Listen, we can't. We can't really hear you. We can't really hear you. Your audio has stepped away, so we we can't really hear you, Ray. Can you hear me? Of free agency. If Kareem, and not to take anything away from Kareem, right? But Kareem's teams were stacked, and Kareem. I don't know if Ray can hear me. Another Hall of Fame. Can you hear me, Ray? Whether it's Oscar Robertson or whether it's Magic and Worthy and uh, you know even a guy like Bob McAdoo. And so LeBron, for the first half of his career in Cleveland, was playing with Ruby Gibson and Anderson Verjao and 
No, LeBron didn't have great players, but Ray, we can't really hear you that well. You got to fix your audio. Championship in 2007 against the Spurs, they had no chance. Ray. And then he had to essentially an all-star team in Miami. And yeah, he lost that one against Dallas, but ultimately won two out of the four years he was there. He won with the Lakers. So Ray's talking about you know LeBron and his scoring.
Booker and, and Aiton this year, potentially next year, but this is, this is a great opportunity for Kevin Durant to kind of reclaim his career, um, maintain his health, and then at the same time, Ray, potentially, you know, get a third ring that could put him in a, another place. And we already know he's a top three all-time scorer in terms of average, you know, him, Will, you know, Jordan, those guys. But, you know, do you feel that Durant can climb in or a Kawhi or anyone else to climb in to join? Or is he already there to join Steph potentially in the top 10? I mean, definitely top 15. So I think Kevin Durant, we did our list a couple Wow, it's been a couple of years ago, of the yeah. NBA's top players. I think Kevin Durant is firmly in that top 15. Um, for him to take it to the next level would mean at least two more championships. I think he's done the scoring title. He's done the MVP. He joined a Golden State team to win two championships, but he was the best player on that team. So let's not get it twisted and say, oh, he rode Steph Curry and Clay and, and Draymond. Uh, right. No, 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 no. He was the best player on the court, on that team, in those two championships against the, against the, the Cleveland Cavs. No doubt about it, he was the best player. Now, some people question, should he have built his own team? And he just he joined a 73-win team from the year before yeah. that had lost. It's a fair criticism, though. It is, it is, but, but let's, not, let's not pretend, and you know I got respect for Robert Ory, but he was not Robert Ory winning championships. You know, no, no, and like Barkley tried to Contributing to another he team, he was the best player. Yeah, he was the bus what? driver. He wasn't a bus rider. He was the bus driver. <laughs> I like that, the bus driver. So I would have to say, in order to be top 10, you have to be transcendent. And so for two reasons. He's won four championships two of them with Durant, um, but he's also changed the game. The game is now, you know, Trey Young is a, is a manifestation of, of uh, Steph Curry, That's right? Curry, yeah. People pulling up from 25 in high school, which I think is horrible, uh, but people pulling up from 25 feet in high school and in college is because Steph Curry mastered that shot and actually made it mm-hmm. an offensive weapon. So, and so Dame Lillard he, shoots from far too, like Curry, and he's he's really underrated. Dame Lillard because yeah, he hasn't Dame won Dollar, We got to well, he's got to get out of yeah. Portland and, and win some championships. But you know, so, so he he's got a chance. So what does it take for Kevin Durant to jump in that list? I think Kevin Durant has to elevate another franchise. Now it's kind of interesting that he went to Phoenix, where he's got Booker. You know, he's already playing with Booker and Paul uh, and Aiton. You know, Aiton's a very good. He's a good player. Um, so we'll see how much credit we give him, you know, for what he does in Phoenix. But I think he's got to win at least one, if not two more championships, and he's got to have a little more longevity. So, so in other words, he's got to stay healthy. Um, the other player to me to look at is Giannis. Um, Giannis has a chance to break into that group because he's redefining what that, you know, combo four five does. He's, Sort of like Tim Duncan in a in a different way, right? His game is totally different. But you know, when when Brooke Lopez is on the floor, he floor he's oh yeah, four. and he's a legit four. I, I wouldn't consider him a five. When not, he could be a yeah. five, right? He could be a five like anybody's business. He runs, he defends, he you know he does everything that you need him to do. He's an MVP. He had one of the best finals and one of the best closeout games of any Ever. person in any sport. Right, fifty and nineteen, yeah. and, and like eighteen for nineteen from the free throw line when they said he couldn't shoot free throws. So he he's he's amazing. You know, I, I would have to say that those are the two guys right now. Nikola Jokic has won two MVPs, but he's still early in his career and he has to win some championships. Yeah, but he's looking like he's on his way to a third. Oh my goodness, he's amazing. He's amazing, oh, he's and amazing. you know what I feel sorry for is Joel Embiid coming in second. Joel Embiid's seasons, the last two years that he's been running around, have been amazing. I mean, if you look back in the last 50 years, they probably would have won NBA MVP in 40 of those years. I mean, he, his, yeah. his seasons have been unbelievable. It's just that Jokic has been a little more, like you used to say, oh, But consider this, Jokic, 
<laughs> Jokic could get the number one seed, potentially a title, and average a triple-double. That's like Wilt-type stuff, what Jokic is doing. His passing, I mean, it's incredible. Like, and this guy jumps like two inches off the ground. It's insane. Somebody made a great point that, that they said that Jokic is like the futuristic, taller version of Larry Bird. And you can kind of see that. You know, it, it's you know, definitely... You know what's great is that the guys we mentioned all play such different games, right? Think about from, from like tallest to shortest, right? Think about Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, uh, Durant, LeBron and Steph. The six of them are all MVP candidates, all first ballot Hall of Famers. Potentially, if they all live up to their potential, stay healthy, could all be top 15 NBA players. And their games are totally different. Like, not even close. None, none of them play the same game. So it's beautiful. Well, no, and I think a credit to David Stern, Adam Silver, and Jordan Magic and Bird and that dream team for really expanding the growth of the NBA that if you play hoops, whether you're from Nigeria, the Congo, Syria, Croatia, you know what I mean? Anywhere in the world that you can be found and you have a chance for, you know, to show your talents and skills. Lithuania. Um, One thing that I think is interesting because, I want to start to, you know, get into the current NBA season and obviously the trades and looking at it, but to kind of put a cap on the, the history uh, part of this, um, I think over time, Magic and Kobe look better than maybe where we thought they were when they retired. Just in terms of the fact that, like, there's still a a, a huge camp out there. You know, Kobe's got maybe the most loyal fans ever. But there's a huge camp out there that feels like you can't put LeBron over Kobe because he's four and six, and Kobe has five. You know what I mean? Shaq has four. But there's still some people who feel like Kobe and Duncan, you know, and Magic are, like, have been almost underrated and people are re-looking at their greatness and their stats. As much as we love and respect Giannis, I mean, you still have to look at, like, not just the longevity, but the extension of the dynasty and constant winning from um, Tim Duncan, who is, when you think about a franchise with him and Pop, with, you know, not always the the greatest uh, teammates, like good, solid players, and Ginobili and Parker and then an older Robinson and a Sean Elliott and then a Kawhi, but not, not, you would not say like, Oh, it's the best roster that he's playing on. Tim Duncan really, because well, Tim Duncan, what left at five and two, correct? Or five and one. No, five and two. Cause he lost to Miami and then he lost to Detroit, right? I think he lost to Detroit. So, you know, that's that's really impressive. And so to me, Kobe, Magic, and Duncan, I feel like are are kind of like nudging up um, in the all-time great conversation just as you peel back and start to compare some of these new guys we want to enter and, you know, look at a more critical eye of maybe Oscar and Wilt, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating. And I think it's something and that think about Timmy can be debated second. forever. Think about Timmy for a second. Timmy's five and one. Cause he, you know, he lost to the, to the heat, but they, they, they basically beat um, the Pistons the year after the Pistons. At, at, uh, okay. So it is five Lakers. and one. I wasn't sure. And that's so impressive. It's five and one, right. He, he only lost once to the Heat. But think about this. He's also five and one and basically played, what is it, 19 years. And he has five and Kobe has five. So the two of them had 10 of the 19 championships, right? It's almost like that golden era of tennis that we're, that we're witnessing where Nadal, uh, you know, Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer have – 
each one 20 and then 22 and 23 uh, uh, grand slams, but they're yeah. all beating each other. So if one of those guys or two of those guys weren't around, another guy, you know, one of them would have 30, 30 grand slams. So <laughs> these guys all went up against each other, and we got to give them credit for that too. No, that's a great point, you know, and I think it's um, it's just fascinating. It's always fun to talk about, you know. Um, I definitely have um, kind of started to kind of zoom out and then relook at uh, Kobe and Magic and Duncan and kind of like almost find like a new appreciation. I mean, Magic was five and four, you know what I mean? You, you know, the other side of LeBron kind of more in the winning. And, you know, Magic Five and four, did but it. it's no shame to lose to, to Larry Bird, uh, Mikhail, and Parrish, and then that one year with Moses, Doc. Uh, yeah, and, Dr. And J, and, and then Michael Jordan. Jordan. You're losing to like. Yeah, and then Michael Jordan at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, and, you know, I, I will lost. say this. I'm not going to lie. It does kind of upset me because I think, you know, and we still have them in our top 25 when we did our list. They're probably not top 15 anymore. But you know what I mean? But, like, Mo- Moses and Dr. J, man, they, they don't need to drop too far in any list. <laughs> you know? Moses would love Yeah, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I wish, because I wish these kids we forget the- what Julius Barray, what Julius did with the Nets and the ABA. Oh, my God. The stats are absurd. He was super uber good. You know what I mean? And so I think that's one of those things where, you know, maybe one day we'll have to maybe revisit the, the small four competition. But listen, I, I sent, um, so off air, I sent Ray this kind of like funny video, but it was interesting. It brought up some interesting subjects where when you compare just LeBron and Jordan, people in barbershops and all over the world kind of criticize Jordan's competition at the two guard, right? Kind of getting on Ainge and, and, um, but I think people do forget it was still Mitch Richardson. But you know, when I did start to think about it, like in the East, the shooting guards were him, Reggie Miller, John Starks, um, Greg Hill. Joe could put some holes. Could, but if you recall, and the one thing that I don't like about that analysis is that they played against Jordan. A whole team played against Jordan, right? If you look at the well, Jordan right. rules, the what, what the Pacers did. Defensively, and the teams were loaded with talent. And so I think right. it's kind of like a, it's more likely of criticism, but it is, but it is true when you're just looking at the individual position. If you're being honest, the are not up to snuff. I mean, only people really Jordan's level maybe Drexler or Bridgman. Maybe kind of fair. No, that's a fair that's a fair argument. You know what um, I mean? But but, but you know it's a much Reggie more Miller physical game. But, but it was a much oh, more yeah. physical Jordan game. Through, so Jordan went through the most physical abuse that any legendary player ever went through, without a doubt. Like he they were killing Jordan. Whether it was the Celtics, the Pistons even the Cavs would get physical with Nance and, and Hot Rod Williams. Um, you know, Utah was physical. The Knicks were crazy physical. I mean, Jordan went through. The Sixers, you know, could be physical. Jordan went through a lot of tough, tough battles. I mean, the Pistons were just beating him. But, you know, Mike is still, I you know, 6-0 and and could have gone. I mean, let's be honest. He could have gone 8-0. and I mean, we just don't know because he stepped away. Right. And, you know? and the one, the year he came back, he just wasn't himself in that Orlando series. And then Orlando well, ended up winning. Well, he came back like two months before the playoffs. I mean, you know. Right, right, right. Of course. It wasn't like he was really back. But we got to give Penny and Jackson credit for that, though, too, though. They still, they still got it done. Yeah, I wish that finals had been a little more competitive than a 4-0 sweep against uh, Akeem the Dream and, and that Houston team. But that was the beginning of, you know, Penny Hardaway and, and Nick Anderson. And uh, obviously Shaq did his thing in Orlando and then made his way over to L.A., the great Jerry West pulling his, uh, pulling his magic. 
No, definitely. So, Ray, I want to go to the, the, the current standings, look at that a little bit, and then talk about who really improved for the trade deadline. So in the East, you know, the Celtics are up top, you know, with 41, and, and it's basically Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland really having a, a great year with a talented roster at four. Brooklyn, you know, they did get back a lot of versatile talent. But, you know, being five games back at five in the fifth seed, you, you could see them dropping a little bit. I don't know if they'll drop out of the playoffs because, you know, with Dinwiddie and Bridges and Johnson and, you know, the different guys they have, that they actually have a very um, – it's, nice, it's a nice little roster. You got the Miami Heat at six, our New York Knicks, Ray, nobody thought – at 32 and 27 of the seventh seed, having a heck of a season, the Hawks at eight. And then when you start to get into the, the play-in stuff, you know, you're, you're looking at Toronto, who's one of the biggest disappointments of the season, um, you know, at, at nine, and then the Wizards at 10. Are you also disappointed in the Bulls, or do you think that's, you know, not having Lonzo is kind of, you know, and, and can they, I haven't even heard when he's coming back, but can the Bulls, well, I guess they're only, you know, they're half a game behind the Wizards, can they get into the plan? But so give me your thoughts just on, um, you know, the Eastern Conference moves, Toronto obviously not making any moves after they, you know, put out Obanobi and Pascal and, and, and Van Fleet, but they were, it's almost like they were just measuring to see like what do people want to give for them. And maybe they make some moves in the offseason, but they've had a disappointing season. Same with the Hawks. We thought DeAndre Murray, well, I mean, with Murray and, um, you know, um, Trey, that they would be more impressive. What are your thoughts on the East and who, who made moves that you think could really help them in the Eastern Conference? You know, it's funny. I thought the East was going into the season was top heavy. And I still think that. Um, The only thing is that Cleveland jumped into that mix, obviously picking up Donovan Mitchell in the offseason. And so the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, you know, it it should have been the Nets were the cream of the crop. And then the the question was, was Miami getting too old, too long in the tooth? Did they still have some juice? And so those were the top five teams. Now, Cleveland broke into that group, obviously, with Mitchell. And, and of course, they have that young roster, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. They're they're really good. Um, None of these teams did anything major. So they all did some minor tweaks, right? The the Celtics pretty much have the have the roster that they need. Um, the Bucks got Jay Crowder, um, which is actually a very underrated move. Well, it, it is, but the problem is he hasn't played basketball in in who knows in like eight months. So hopefully, you know, he, he'll he'll get that rust off and and they'll be. But able the question to is, where's Middleton? Him. They need Middleton. They're in second right now without Middleton. That's what's impressive. Right. Middleton has got oh, – he's just solid, solid player. I actually like his game very much, but he is definitely a bit uh, fragile. Injury prone. So, yeah. yeah, a little fragile. So the Sixers also were tempted to make some moves but didn't really do much. Um, so really, Brooklyn was the seller, right? They got rid of Kyrie and they got rid of uh, KD. So they're looking ahead, you know, for three, four, five years from now because right now they're – you know, they're, they're – 33 and 24, you know, eight games behind in the fifth seed, but they, they'll end up being eighth, ninth, tenth. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna fade, um, even though there's you know what is it, 24, 25 games left in the season. I think uh, they'll still make the playoffs, though. You think so? That Probably is... only because look, I look at the teams yeah. like I, I can't really say Toronto, the Wizards, yeah, I mean... the Bulls are gonna take them, but they're, they're what four or five games behind uh, ahead of both of those teams with 25 to go. Uh, I think it'll they be close. Make it. I, they might. They might. Well, because um, Joe Harris, Curry, Dinwiddie, Bridges, Johnson, um, Claxton, who's had a good season, and Ben Simmons, they've got actually a deep, versatile roster that can pass and score and, and, and you know, play. If they play really team ball, I, I think that, yeah, they might. I, you know what's so funny? I'll tell you, they won't go below seven. They won't even be in the play Wow. That's my pick. Yeah, okay. I really think so. They, the, them and the Knicks could flip flop. 
Now, the Knicks did get a little bit better. What do you think about, you know, Josh Hart? Solid, solid player. You know, it's funny because I saw that move and it was a number one pick. And to me, Josh Hart is a very good player for a championship contender. So to me, the Knicks are not that. The Knicks are a solid team that probably makes the playoffs in the East and and maybe, you know, challenges for a first-round win, but that's about it. So I don't know that I love the – I mean, look, I always like having Josh Hart-like players on the team, and him and Brunson, the Villanova boys, are reunited. But to me, you know, I would have rather for him – and also for the Knicks' sake, to save that, you know, save that draft pick, um, I would rather see him go to an elite contender. Like a Philadelphia or go help Milwaukee, yeah. Or Philadelphia, right, exactly. Yeah. So that's the only thing, like, go to Phoenix, go to, you know, go to a team that, yeah. go to Memphis, go to a team that's on its way and, and doing some big things, you know, in the playoffs. That's not really I got to tell you this, Ray, that, ups, that upset me, and you know I hate giving up the first-round pick, even though it's protected. I don't like giving up Cam Reddish because at the end of the day, I've got to believe Cam Reddish is a three. Josh Hart is a combo guard. We've got a ton of combo guards in New York with Brunson, McBride, Grimes, Quigley. It's flooded at that position. Barrett. We, yeah, well, Barrett's a solid two, and he could play some three, but, I mean, he's not a, like a combo guard. But we don't have, besides Fournier and sometimes Barrett, you know, Toppins a four. Randall's a four. We don't really have threes in our roster. So, to me, to give up Cam Reddish, who is a legit three – and has not just crazy talent, but I think he has so much potential. And I, and I think that's where I get upset with the Knicks and Tibbs because, okay, maybe he's not playing good enough defense, but nobody plays defense in the league. And if you have three or four guys on your roster, like Mitchell Robinson and Brunson playing D, why not have a guy that can shoot the three, spread the court, and is so young? second year or third year out of Duke and has nothing but potential. I, I just felt like they never gave him a legit chance. And I, I, I think that's a, you know a blessing I, for the Blazers. Be a dating thing. Like, is it you or is it me? Because yeah. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks did the same thing. So clearly Camp Reddish. Well, no, and that's what it is. Along. He's not a great practice player. The criticism is he's not a great practice player and he's not, the defender. So yes, it's a wake up. Cam Reddish needs to adjust his, uh, you know, effort, right? His basketball IQ and, and become a better practice player. And I think maybe he'll, you know, maybe the bells have rung a little and maybe with Lillard and Portland, he'll, you know, get the wake up. But I, I just, like you said, heart doesn't move the needle that much. And I thought Cam had a lot of potential, you know? So I mean, it, it is what it is. So let me ask you about Miami. Is their window closed? Because Lowry has gotten old really fast. Jimmy Butler is still legitimate, you know, and, you know, for all we know, could be Jordan's son. But, uh, <laughs> but Jimmy Butler is no joke. And Bam, Bam is solid, but Bam is just Bam. Like, he doesn't – I don't know. Is this Miami Heat roster – do they need to get Russell Westbrook in the buyout market, or is that even a smart option? What, what do you think about Miami? they got to do something because this roster right now and, you know, Jimmy Butler putting the team on his back, he did that twice already, right? He did it in the bubble, yeah. and then he did it last year. The weight is too heavy. <laughs> you know poor, guy I mean? needs some, poor guy needs some help, man. Right, not taking anything away from Jimmy, but he can't do it this year. I, I look at that top, those top three, even four. I look at the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, Cleveland, Miami. Miami can't beat those teams. So no. in Miami, I think their four, limit is moving up to the five. They won't. They won't pass the five seed. Well, if they go to five, then they'll lose. They could potentially lose to Cleveland in the first round. So uh, you know, maybe that their goal should be to get home field home field, home court, and then hopefully play that Cleveland series at home. Uh, but yeah, uh, they can still lose you know, it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you're looking at a first round out team that's got, you know, they're a very playoff savvy team. They're a good, you know, a, a tough out, but they need somebody. They need juice. And, and maybe, 
you know, is it Russell Westbrook? I guess he's the only one that could move the needle that's potentially available. And I haven't heard any updates on with him in the buyout market because I heard it was the, the, the Heat, the Bulls, the Clippers, and, you know, I haven't heard right. it. Right. The know, Bulls don't make a lot of sense. I mean, well, maybe, you know, if, if he's the Lonzo Ball, right? Lonzo can't really shoot. Well, the Lonzo shooting gotten better the last couple of years. But, um, you know, you're going to put him out there with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. That's a lot of people that want the ball in their hands. Oh, um, no. Russell doesn't need to score so much these days. I think I feel like he's he's content. I think he's going to go to the Clippers and try to stick it to the Lakers. That's what I think. If the Clippers want him, that's where he'll go. Plus, he gets to stay. Well, home. they have enough shooting that they don't really need him to shoot. So that's the one good thing about the Clippers. Um, they have some outside scoring, and and they really don't have a point guard. A true, true point guard that they've been. No, they traded them all away. <laughs> well, that's why they blew up that roster. But yeah, but I mean, look, Reggie Jackson wasn't a real point guard. Luke Kennard wasn't getting real minutes, and so they have a chance now to. And hopefully, Eric Gordon still gives them something. So let's, as we talk up, let's go to the West. So looking at the West, we have you know the Nuggets in first place, you know, with forty, and then a drop. It's almost like the Eastern Conference is actually a better conference this year. When you look at the pure standings, the Grizzlies, uh, you know, 34 wins are in second. And then, wait a minute, I feel uh, uh, an old segment coming back. Oh, oh, does Ray have to say I'm sorry to Fox and the Sacramento Kings and Mike Brown, Coach of the Year candidate? Because I told you that Fox was no joke. And you were like, eh, eh. Well, how about you know what? It's a bonus of doing absolutely right. this I owe is them a team a big of the apology. Season. I, I can't believe it. I when I first looked at it, I was like, "Oh my God, this is a this is a I'm sorry from Ray because, you know, Fox is not only in the All Star game and Sabonis. They have two guys and and kudos to the Kings. But I know I've been critical of Mike Brown, but I, I guess I have to say I'm sorry too on from the coaching side and you on the player because this is the story. I mean, 32 and 24, and and they they'll beat anybody on any night. So. Give Sacramento and, and them turning it around a great fan base, a lot of credit. The fourth seed, you know, this is the Phoenix Suns. And give the Suns a lot of credit because with all the injuries, the controversies, the dramas, the owner, for them to be in the fourth seed is actually really impressive. Booker's been out. Uh, Johnson was out. Paul was out. I mean, so to be at this point at 31 and 27 – I think they could wind up um, maybe moving up to the three or the two seed with uh, Duran. And if he comes back after the All-Star break healthy, I haven't heard the update yet on that. Um, then we have the Mavericks now with Kyrie at five, you know, at thir- 31. So they're basically, uh, you know, a half a game back with one more loss than the Phoenix Suns. The Clippers at six, and, you know, they're going to move up and get better. Um, the Pelicans who have to get healthy, Zion was dominating and then he got hurt and has now missed over 20 games again, Ray. And it's just like so frustrating. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Then at eight, you've got a really talented young Minnesota Timberwolves team, but they've had injuries. So maybe they can move, but Anthony Edwards is moving into that. Like I'm the guy and the all-star again. And then nine. Oh my gosh. We never imagined the Golden State Warriors are the ninth seed in the Western Conference, 29-28, playing 500 ball, and then Utah. Well, here's the, here's the thing. They have the fourth worst road record in the NBA. They're 7-21 and 21 on the road. Oh, and did the trade for, go through, or did they cancel it? No, did it, it went through. through. Okay, good, it went through. Okay, so they well, got – Gary Payton Jr., yeah. That is great because once he gets healthy and the and the ab or whatever is okay, that's what they need, a perimeter defender. Their defense has been terrible. Yeah, terrible. but what a split though. Twenty two and seven at home, seven and twenty one on the road. It's a it's a it's a, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah, and so can the Blazers or Lakers get into the play in? Or the Thunder? I mean, the Lakers just lost back-to-back games to Portland and the Thunder, so they didn't help their cause at all. They did make a lot of moves. Do you like the addition for the Lakers of Mo Bamba, 
uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, Malik Beasley, and uh, Jared Vanderpool. I mean, is that I like is, you know it's, it's better. It's interesting. I, I like all the moves that they made. So in other words, getting rid of Westbrook because I don't think he was good for that team, and getting perimeter shooters. Uh, get Malik Beasley's a volume three shooter, uh, he, and he plays on the perimeter. And, and he plays they get, yeah. And he plays D. They got D'Angelo Russell back, so I guess you know bygones are bygones with that whole thing with him and Kuzma. Remember four or five years ago when he was a you know twenty year old. Well, not just that. It. Remember he ratted out on Swaggy Peach eating on the right, the, right, the, right. Swaggy Peach, that's right. the rapper or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so. You know, he can offer them something that they really need. They need, you know, a guy to take the pressure off, um, you know, a, a point guard who can score, um, he can shoot, he can create his own shots, or sort of he addresses what Russell Westbrook, some of Russell Westbrook's weaknesses, particularly outside shooting. So I do like all the moves. Um, the question is, are they enough? They've been a bunch of essentially, and Rui Hachimura, you can throw him in the in that oh, trade yeah, deadline, yeah. you know, category. Well, they beat so, up their front court because Bamba and Achamora really help out Davis. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't hate Brian, but, but obviously, no, Bamba is a little like taller, more shot blocking, and uh, and Achimura gives them that stretch four that that they can give him some. Uh, you can play him with Anthony Davis, or you can give Anthony Davis some rest. Definitely like the like the moves. I just think the West is so tough. I think the Lakers will find a way to sneak in, but but they're only going to be a, an eight, nine, ten seed. Um, they're not going to. They're going to be in the playing game almost for sure. Well, as the Warriors get healthy, I mean, if the Lakers get in, they've got to climb three teams. And to me, I, I think that the best they can get is ten, and hopefully they can win in the playing game because, oof. And and that's not easy because what if you're playing the healthy Timberwolves or Pelicans or the rejuvenated healthy Warriors like Lakers don't I just don't know you know it's um I'll tell you this I I think Dallas I think Dallas might play Sacramento in that four or five and I think that you know that's a series that Luca and Kyrie will advance I don't know if Dallas can go past the second round though. But I do like the Look, moves that they made. You gotta, you gotta I go to for say, something. I, I think Sacramento's the weak team in in this in this group, even though they've had you know a nice record. I think that that team hasn't been to the playoffs in like 15 years, and they don't have much in the way of playoff experience. So to me, that team's losing in the first round. So uh, that's the, that's the team that I want to match up against, right? I don't want to match up against Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, Dallas, the Clippers. I what mean, everybody Clippers, has a weakness. Phoenix in a three-six matchup. Ooh, that's a battle. Gosh, Duran against Leonard, first round. What? Get your popcorn. <laughs> yeah, Yo, get your popcorn. Get your popcorn. <laughs> um, you said his name, and I actually think it was a really great move. Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets, Ray. It helps with the four or five. He helped Aaron Gordon and Jokic. And, you know, he's got Thomas Bryant has improved where he can hit a 12 footer now. And, you know, and he, he does a little bit of everything. So, you know, the big thing is the continued health of Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. And if those guys get back to playing where they were in the play in, the Nuggets could be in the NBA Finals. I just, I just don't know if Memphis really has enough to bang with the Nuggets, or if anybody does, for that matter. You know. I want to see this Nugget team at full strength. I want to see if they can maximize their potential. Uh, obviously, they're an unbelievable regular season team. Nikola Jokic, like you said, might win three straight back to back to back MVPs. Have been done, uh, you know, I think since Bird in the eighties. But this is this is a an unbel- like every year. This is going to be an unbelievable Western Conference play. So I think the East is going to be second round and on, but but the first round in the West is just going to be outstanding. Did Jordan do it too, though? The back-to-back MVP. I feel like Mike might have. Done... I think he did, but this still would be back to back to back. This would be three in a row. Right, right. No, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm not, yeah. No, he didn't do three in a row. Remember, he had Carl Malone snuck in there. Uh, well, he had Magic a did. Snuck in there. 
magic yeah. at the beginning of his career. It's so incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. If Jokic could uh, pull that off, you know. Um, so the one thing that I would, you know, question, I mean, does Luca still need or can he still lead the league in scoring, right? He's first right now at 33 a game, barely edging out and beat at 33. I mean, it's, it's crazy the stats these guys are putting up. Uh, then you got uh, Giannis, Lillard, and um, oh, and how could we not talk enough about this kid? Shea Gilchrist, Alexander Ray. He is putting up 30 a game. Did you ever think he that is. that kid? It's incredible. So here's my problem. Here's my problem. Is he, is he going to be in that Dame Lillard category? of a guy who's so good, so talented, but in a West team that's so dominant that even Anthony Edwards with Carl Anthony Towns and, and, and uh, Rudy Gobert and they had D'Angelo Russell can't move the needle in terms of playoffs. How right. The one thing he has is a plethora of draft picks. And then yeah. um, who was the kid that got hurt, the number two pick? Oh, from, yeah, um, yeah, Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Yeah, so if – he develops the other kids that are there continue um what is it uh oku or whatever yeah, if they continue yeah yeah, to yeah. Develop, oh, the kid from alabama yeah or, or, yeah, yeah i mean the one thing that he has is the next two or three seasons they've got more picks than anybody so it's about these picks kind of turning into because they did what the sixers did right and so if these picks turn into anything the Thunder could, like, in two years, quickly be like Philly and be yeah. super talented. So I think you could bet more on Shea potentially being able to move the needle and win than you could even Lillard, you know, because they have nothing. But Dame is still putting <laughs> 31 a game. I love y'all. You know how we feel about Dame Lillard. I mean, it, it, you almost want to say he might go down in NBA history. Ray is one of the most underrated players ever. He might. And, he absolutely might. He might. And quite a yeah, your boy James Harden is leading the NBA in assists. That's crazy. You know, it's funny. He is, and yet I still feel like when I watch those games that Philly hasn't quite figured out who they are in playoff time. You know, between Liller, obviously Liller, between Maxi and uh, you know, obviously Embiid's Embiid, right? But James Harden and Tobias Harris and Seth Curry, like who is going to take yeah. that shot? What player are you no, going to right. How are you? And this is going over the last two years, right? Ever since they've kind of transformed themselves. Is that and, on Doc Rivers, or is it really on the roster and the players? I think it's on Doc Rivers, frankly. I got to say that it, you know it's it's one of those things where the, this is when you start putting in the playoff drive and you start to figure out who you are and what you do. But it's not like Doc stopped being a great coach. He's he was great at no, Orlando. No, I didn't say he's, a, he's not a great coach. I'm just saying this team to me looks like they're not quite in playoff form yet because even though they're winning and they they went on this winning streak, I still don't see them you know, sort of fixing and fine-tuning for the playoffs. No, that's a great point. So let us let me just throw out these rosters as we get ready to go. So, you know, Team Giannis is uh, rolling with. And I, to be honest, I just want to go back to East and West. So now what is it at the, at the, at the All-Star game itself? They're going to have a draft, like, like, a, like in the playground? Is that what they're doing this year? <laughs> like in the playground. I got him. I got Pookie. No, I think that's what they're actually doing, a draft right before the game. I think so. I think you're right. Okay, yeah, okay. So I just want to make sure. So but so you have uh, Giannis, Embiid, Kyrie Irving. Now, how does this work, though? Because, well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's coaching them. Yeah, I know. but And I guess it doesn't matter because I was going to say Kyrie's not in the East anymore, and neither is Durant, but Durant's not playing. And because they're not drafting or doing East-West, it doesn't matter. But so Kyrie, <clears throat> Donovan Mitchell, and our boy Jason Tatum. So that's like 
legit, legit, legit. And then obviously, uh, you know, Kevin, Kevin Durant, but he's not going to play. Um, ben, uh, uh, Bam Adubayu, mad props to him. And so I don't want to, you know, throw dirt on him because he's still an all-star and playing great. Jalen Brown, um, your boy DeMar DeRozan, who holds it down for the Bulls, you know, who really they just, I don't know, Tyrese Halliburton, who could have been a New York Knicks, and that makes my stomach hurt. Um, the kid is uber talented. Drew Holiday, who's really stepped up without Middleton to keep Milwaukee at the number two seed. I think that Drew is another player like Lillard who's going to go down crazy underrated for his whole career. It's solid, and I'm glad he did get the chip, and maybe they get one more. Julius Randle representing our Knicks and Pascal Siakam. What do you, you like that team, Team Giannis? The East? Woo! You know, yeah. Look, anytime you have Giannis, you can run, you can you can defend, you can stretch. So, yeah. and, I, and I guess I shouldn't call it Team Giannis. It's called the East because Giannis and LeBron are going to draft, so we don't know whatever. But but that's, you know, I, that's fair. I mean, I don't know who they could have, you know, we wanted Jalen Brunson and, you know, different players got left off, whatever. So the West, LeBron, the Luka Don. I mean, gosh, this kid is a great young career. Luka Don is like, you can almost, oh, without the winning, I say, compare him to um, Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes is a winner, so we can't say that. Lori Markinen for the Jazz, and too bad the Jazz have dropped off all the way down to the 10 seed because they started off so great, but then, you know, things got kind of real. It was a little smoke and mirrors, right? You look at that roster, and you're like, uh, they're not really yeah, that no, good. I mean, but good know. for Lori Markkinen for coming out. You know, Arizona kid came, uh, went to Chicago, not really that impressive in the first few years of his career, but now in Utah, he's doing big things. Well, he does have crazy talent, and so I thought that it was just going to be a matter of time for him, and I was surprised the Bulls gave up on him. But, hey, you know, he's found a home in Utah. John Morant, who is um, – we said that he's almost like Allen Iverson, like the futuristic diesel, you know, or steroids version. I mean, you know, not that he takes anything, but I'm just saying he's – He's one of the most impressive athletes we've seen at the point guard position, like Westbrook and Derrick Rose, maybe even more explosive than both of those gentlemen, which is saying a lot. And he's got a, a winning spirit, Nicole Jokic. So that's the, the starters then, you know, off the bench. We got Steph Curry. He's not playing. He's hurt. Um, Zion Williamson, I think he's getting replaced um, as well. Anthony Edwards, uh, our boy, De'Aaron Fox. Fox is in the all-star game. You've got to love it for Sacramento. Paul George, who's just uh, putting up a Hall of Fame solid career, even after that devastating injury. Shea Gilchrist, Alexander. Um, and to round it out, Jaron – oh, well, two more. Jaron Jackson and Dame, Dame Lillard. And then you have uh, – oh, and Sabonis, sorry. And Sabonis. So – and I think Sabonis got put on to replace Zion, if I believe. I, I don't know. I get confused with all this stuff. But either way, should be entertaining. Anything you're looking for? Just uh, obviously fun. But do you think any player stands out? All-Star Weekend just says, like, this is my show or I'm the guy in the block now. Is it maybe John Morant? John Morant's it's year? Ja, it's Ja's yeah. turn, right? It's Ja's turn. Everybody else has kind of been there or just happy to be there, right? So the only yeah. two players that are really truly, truly, you know, coming out are going to be Ja and potentially you could make the argument Jason Tatum, right? These are the guys that are going to yeah. be superstars. And Don't sleep on an Anthony Edwards. Repeat. We talked about him off air. Anthony Edwards might try to embarrass people in that game and, and, yeah. and show that he, I love him, he, but, but, but I think those two are really at the point where they want to be, you know, considered all NBA. So one thing missing from the all NBA resume is an all-star game MVP. That's, that's true. So, well, it should be fun. You know, this was a fun show. We'll uh, show up again later on for the playoffs or something, but um, you guys be safe out there. Enjoy NBA all-star weekend, some games tonight and tomorrow. And I guess their final game on Thursday night before the weekend. And it's, it's, um, 
It's in Utah, right? So that should be interesting. Yeah, Utah. Yeah. All right. Well, Ray and Tay, we are out. And um, hey, congratulations to LeBron James for passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the number one all-time leading scorer. He's also fourth in the right? No. We're out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.